0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. You know that feeling when you drive down a nice neighborhood and you see that one beautiful lawn perfectly trimmed? What must it feel like to come home to that lawn? Knowing the work you've put into it and the pride that comes with that, Well, the same can apply to your body. Keeping yourself properly trimmed and smelling great not only gives you the confidence to step up when you need to, it might surprise and delight your partner. So use Manscaped. Manscaped is the official sponsor of our podcast, and it's number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. The Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology so you won't nick or snag your nuts. That's fun to say. And don't use the same trimmer on your nuts that you use on your face because... Let's be honest, that's kind of gross. So right now, you get 20% off with free shipping by using the code armchair at manscape.com. That's armchair. Always use the right tools for your family jewels. Your balls will thank you. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. What's up, elves fans? Welcome to another episode of the Bird Calls podcast. I'm your host and contributor to birdrights.com, Preston Ellis. And today, and I've got his name right this time, we are talking to Sean Devaney of Heavy.com and Forbes Sports. Happy holidays, sir.
1: Oh, same to you, Preston. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, man. It's a blast. We really enjoyed talking to you. I think it was back in June. It's been a while. It's hard to believe it's been six months. Uh, you guys can follow him at Sean Devaney and find his work at heavy.com Forbes sports. As I just said, congrats on the new gig, by the way, how you like it so far?
1: Well, so far so good. I mean, uh, you know, Forbes is, is sort of obviously an established brand. So I'm able to do, uh, you know, sort of long, long, long form writing for them. That's what I mostly do there. And then heavy is, uh, is uh, an organization that's trying to beef up its, it's a sports presence. So, uh, happy to, uh, to be with them and, and, and to see where that takes us.
0: Very cool. Well, congrats, man. Uh, really happy for you. Let's go ahead and talk Pelicans. That's what we brought you in here, uh, for a lot has changed. Uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about holidays first, uh, just because I wanted to put that in here. Uh, a lot has changed now with five nationally televised, uh, games on Christmas day. Tell me, Sean, what is your typical Christmas day? Do you watch all five of these games?
1: uh oh yeah yeah I, I i usually do um you know i've got a two year old daughter now so i'll probably have to take uh, a bigger break uh than i than i have in the past uh you know usually i i wind up going to one of the games too that's that's uh, uh if the celtics are playing uh or if one of the new york teams is playing this is a a rare occasion when one of the new york teams is not playing uh on christmas day uh i think that speaks to the state of those New York, <laughs> New York teams most likely, but, uh, uh, but yeah, so usually I'll go to one of those and then watch the rest of them. Uh, but, uh, Boston will be in, in, uh, uh, in Toronto and, and, and like I say, neither of the New York teams is playing. So, uh, Christmas day is, uh, uh, is going to be a little easier for me, but again, I've got a two-year-old running around now, so that's going to, that's going to present its own challenges.
0: Pretty cool, man. Uh, My wife is about seven months pregnant now, so we're expecting March 9th, so I'm sure my Christmas season next year will be quite different, as I'm sure yours has become. Uh, Now let's go ahead and let's let's talk the Pelicans, as I prefaced earlier. Uh, This summer when we spoke, we were both pretty much all in on the progress of the organization and what they were doing. And there still is a lot to be excited about, but based on their early season record, they're are twenty three as it stands right now. Uh, they just beat the Minnesota Timberwolves last night after a 13 game franchise record losing street. What are your new takeaways 30 games into the season post Anthony Davis trade?
1: Well, you know, I think there have obviously been some disappointments, you know, some of the areas where, where you thought that there would be uh, uh improvement or, or individual improvement from players. Uh, i think that hasn't happened uh and 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 i think that's probably the uh for me that's the biggest disappointment uh you know josh hart for instance i think he sort of is what he is uh you know at uh, uh at 24 years old um you know a, a good bench guy uh versatile uh but but didn't take any real step steps forward Uh, You know, Alonzo Ball really concerns me, you know, whether he's ever going to be a guy uh, who you can have as an NBA starter. Um, You know, the the difference between what he was projected and where he has actually been uh, is pretty rough right now. And, uh, um, you know, you could certainly throw him into the fire as a starter. uh, But uh, but I think what we've seen is he's not there yet. And and, uh, I don't know if he'll ever fix that shot. And if he doesn't, uh, uh, then that's going to be that's going to be a real negative there. And that's always going to hold him back. So uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you just go right down the list, and and there hasn't been sort of the uh, the development. I think Brandon Ingram has been has been very good, uh, and uh, and and he would be the the exception to that rule. Uh, but 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 across the board, there's been so much disappointment, and then of course, uh, what's going on with 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 Zion? You know, that's 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 uh, this this isn't normal. He, he should not be out this long for the procedure he had. Uh, so obviously, there's something else going on there.
0: All right. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Uh, Thank you for that tidbit. Definitely want to explore that further. Uh, I just want to harp a little bit more on Lonzo. Obviously that's why we have you here. And, um, Lonzo, like you said, has been disappointing. He's kind of relegated himself to like a, a Steph Curry type spot up shooter. Uh, we wanted him to be that Rajon Rondo type facilitator, but he hasn't really been uh, driving to the paint, uh, hasn't been initiating any contact. He's He's been comfortable to just let Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday dictate the office for, uh, offense for the most part. I wrote about that today on com. Tell me, Sean, based on what you saw of him at the Lakers, are the Pelicans utilizing him correctly? Where are they going wrong with him?
1: Yeah, it, it it's hard to say how much of it is is what he's doing and how much of it is is the system and what they're asking uh, of him um, I, I think that they would And we've seen Rondo uh, in that role For them so we know that, uh, that 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 They would welcome that sort of Production uh, within their offense From a guy like him uh, But the problem is that uh, uh, to me Like you say he has not been aggressive He's not been uh, the kind of drive and kick Player uh, that you'd like to see um, and, and I think that to an Extent is on him he doesn't see He seems very reluctant to drive uh, And as long as that's the case that's going to be a problem for them Uh, you can look at the numbers I've got his numbers here Um, you know in in uh, uh, in in his rookie year he took 27 percent of his shots within three feet of the basket uh, last year he took thirty percent of his shots within three feet of the basket this year it's been eighteen percent so that's a pretty clear sign that this guy's not driving to the hoop uh and uh and and if that's not happening that really not, not only does that affect his shooting because teams can can get up on him a little bit more they know he's not going to drive, but it affects that driving and kick and and that's so important to uh to what his game is 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 taking advantage of that floor vision if he's not going to the room, he can't do that.
0: All right, let's go ahead and transition about the big topic right now. Uh, that's Zion Williamson, of course. Uh, Sean, we, we had multiple conflicting reports. We had Kristen Ludlow on TNT, uh, Mark Stein, both reporting that he was going to fall outside of that six to eight week uh, spectrum. And David Griffin kind of refuted those comments. He was saying that he was still on schedule. I think it was December uh, December 4th with those comments. But he did ha- say that they had no expectation as to what his timetable would be, uh, mentioned meeting certain metrics. Now, uh, Griff was back on Fox sports. Nola, he says he's still a ways away. Now we've just seen footage of him just beginning to practice jump uh, shots and doing light walkthroughs and that sort of thing. Take us through this process. Obviously, you've got multiple different reporters here. Uh, they're breaking news that kind of conflicts with uh, what David Griffin is saying. And now it's it's been, I guess, accepted. You know you're going to get a lot of kickback when you deliver a report like this, not just from your readers, but also in some cases from executives or other members of the media. Uh, I've begun to experience it a bit myself. What is the process of breaking news like this? And what motivates you to be the person to do it?
1: Well, I mean you've gotta you've gotta have somebody who knows who's willing to talk to you and, and someone that you trust. Uh, you know, that's 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 the thing. And and for someone like Kristen Ledlow or Mark Stein, uh, you know, they've got somebody obviously that they trusted uh, and, and with good reason because they were right and uh uh you know Griff is always going to be very protective he's always been that way uh and that's that's part of his job he should do that um you know as far as stretching the truth though you know you've got to – he's going to ruin his own credibility if he keeps saying well that's not true uh and then it turns out to be true uh so there is there is that certainly to be concerned about but uh but you know it's part of his job to uh, uh to defend his players to defend the people uh in his organization but but obviously uh you know if you've got some somebody uh, it's probably not you know trainers never talk so it's not somebody on the training staff you know assistant coach uh, most likely a scout uh, who's uh, who's uh, attuned to what's going on there um, you know somebody like that who can see and, and knows what's going on and knows what the expectations that's that's the kind of person that you can talk to and uh, uh, and might give you what the truth is uh, and then uh, if you can especially if you can confirm it uh, then then that's something that you go with and i'm I'm sure both Kristen and mark uh, would have done that
0: Gambling. It's not the most prevalent of topics at the family barbecue, but the truth is, it can be quite fun. Picking a couple of friends to play some friendly wagers before a game can immediately raise the stakes and make your Sundays even more exhilarating. That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Football fans, you can even bet after kickoff, so if it looks like your bet is fading, just take the other side. If you like to bet a lot, try a parlay. You can multiply your winnings and brag to your friends as the money rolls in. But now is the best time to join because MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, let's continue what you were saying a little bit earlier, falling outside of the spectrum of that six to eight recommended uh rehabilitation timetable. We're now uh close to a week beyond that, and it doesn't look like he's very close to rejoining his teammates on the floor uh looking like the middle of January probably is a spot on assessment. Sean, what's taking so long
1: it's It's a great question i i've I've over the years, you know as you do this job uh when 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 someone gets hurt. Uh, all of a sudden, all these orthopedic surgeons have PR people, and so they start emailing you. And they say, "Hey, do you want to talk to this surgeon about this injury?" Uh, and I usually I, I don't want to get too far into that, uh, but you know this this was one, and 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 I'm always interested in in, in knee stuff uh, because uh, uh, because it is so widespread, not only in basketball but in all sports. So uh, I've talked a lot to surgeons about tearing a meniscus and what happens in that process. Uh and, and, and what happened with Zion uh is he had a piece of his meniscus removed, uh and and, and, and then it gets healed back up and, and basically, uh from what I understand, that process just involves opening up uh getting inside the knee, taking out the little piece, clipping it off basically to the, the piece that's been torn, uh, and then stitching it back up and there isn't any real healing you know you're not you're not waiting for anything to heal it's not like if you've repaired an ACL and you've got to let all that ligament regrow and regenerate and all that because all you've done is clip something out you haven't actually uh taken anything and and and, and you're not waiting for it to heal uh, the only thing that has to heal is the skin, uh, and that's why it's such an it's such a quick turnaround for a knee surgery to be able to be back in six to eight weeks. Um, so it, it it should be something uh that uh that 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 2 months should be more than enough time uh to come back from uh from, from from this kind of injury uh and 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 people i spoke to said well you know he might actually be on the uh, uh on the early side because he's young uh and uh and, and he'd already been active uh at that point uh so yeah it, it it's it's very much a surprise i think uh any any surgeon would say that that for him to have taken this long to come back is uh uh it's definitely on the edge of uh uh of uh, of where you would say this is too long something else is going on
0: definitely Let's go ahead and talk about JJ Redick. You wrote about him on heavy.com. I encourage everybody to check that out. Uh, Some of his early impressions of guys that that might be available or might be of interest. Uh, The Pelicans, according to reports from both you and Stein, are not interested in dealing him. Given his value around the league and what he can do for a contender combined with his 13-year consecutive postseason history, are you surprised that both he and the Pelicans are so resistant to even considering a move?
1: No, I I'm really not. And and w- when they brought JJ in there, uh the reason they brought him in was not just to stretch the floor and 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 to be the kind of shooter that he could be and all those sorts of things. Uh but it was also because they needed to start establishing some culture. They needed to uh you know, take what what had happened over the past year and, and the race and he's the kind of guy who you want in your locker room uh, to do that. And, uh, and, and, and so I, I'm not that surprised that they're not keen on, uh, uh, on moving JJ along that, that they see him as, as, as a transition between uh, a young team and one that can start learning some things about winning. And, and, and that's, that's, that's something that, that JJ Reddick has done, obviously, uh, recently in his career uh, with his playoff streak Uh uh, and uh, and they want they want to be able to transfer that as much as they can to the young guys and, and and have that uh have that presence in the locker room. Uh they didn't bring him in just to trade him and 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 they'll perhaps over the summer they'll look at where they are and there'll be some interest and that'll that'll be something that uh, that they'll reconsider there if the right deal pops up uh but I don't think in the middle of the season that's something that they want to do. I think they still see him as as a valuable culture piece uh in terms of what they're trying to build.
0: This is Sean Devaney. You can read his sports, uh, read his words at heavy.com and Forbes sports. Uh, let's get to Drew Holiday. Obviously, this is another case of he said, she said, uh, Mark Stein reporting that t- that the Pelicans are listening to offers, though they're not intent on moving him. Uh, when asked by Jennifer Hale, uh, David Griffin said clearly not in reference to are the Pelicans trying to trade him? Tell us, are you hearing anything about Drew Holiday?
1: I you know I I I have heard that that it's much the same situation as uh as JJ Redick and that is you know he's a guy who's been in New Orleans for a while uh the the, the franchise loves him you know the front office uh coaching staff you know he's he's uh, obviously he went through a lot with his wife a couple years ago the franchise is very supportive of him he's always appreciated that uh he's not one who's going to go and 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 start demanding trades or anything so uh, there's a good relationship there uh so i don't think he's somebody that they're going to go out there and look to trade however um you know if 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 the right deal came along Uh, they'd be crazy not to listen. You you know, of course you have to listen, but, uh, but I don't, you know, they're not going to try to package things together just to get rid of them. They're not going to try to put together something just to get a first round pick for them. Uh, That's not going to happen. But uh, you know, they'd have to listen. But uh, again, I think it goes back to the same thing that I said about JJ and that is they're still interested in making sure they've got the culture there. They've got a lot of draft picks, so they would have to get a very high draft pick, probably another young player in return, uh, for Drew Holiday, uh, and then somebody who can provide some salary relief. You'd probably need all three aspects to be in place, uh, and I, I'm not sure anybody's in position uh, to give up that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, you know, he, 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 uh, there'll be plenty of teams who call. There'll be plenty of teams that are interested, uh, but I, I don't think anybody's going to come up with the kind of package it would take uh, to uh, to get Drew Holiday. I, again, uh, Preston, I, I think you got to look at next summer as as maybe they rethink that. But I think here at the deadline, I don't see them doing that.
0: All right, great stuff. Uh, obviously, we've got a similar situation with Derek Favors and Etwan Moore being expiring. So those guys could generate a little bit of interest, though. Uh, like the other players that we mentioned, Reddick and Holiday, I'd assume the Pelicans would probably be resistant to move them and, like you said, would probably entertain those, those type of um, – I don't know, notions in the summer about whether or not they re-sign them or let them walk. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. 7-23, Sean, the Pelicans are still just six games out of the playoffs right now. Do you think if they get Zion back in a month or so that there's any chance that they've got the 25th uh, remaining strength of schedule, so they do have an easier second half to the season? Do you give the Pelicans any chance?
1: You know, they they, they certainly have have. have had the uh uh the lack of benefit in terms of the way the schedule has been set up and 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 it's really hard to come back from from the kind of hole that they're in right now uh with so many teams ahead of them uh but uh, i don't think memphis is going to get better i think there's a real chance san antonio makes some trades that, that that makes that that make them worse um, you know we'll see what happens with Portland. Um, you know we'll see what happens with Oklahoma City uh, because uh, you know they're they're a team that's in playoff position now, uh, but they may be looking to to, to get into their rebuild and and, uh, and and if that means unloading some players, then that they might do that. Uh, so you can go right down the list, and you can probably find four or five teams that are going to have uh, a poor second half. You know that that's just how this is going to develop. Uh, so yeah, there's a chance that uh, that the Pelicans. Uh, could, uh, could rebound, but, but being 15 games under 500 at this point, very, very slim chance, obviously. Uh, And uh, I think they could rebound and have, have, have a much better go of it from here, Uh, you know, starting with last night's game, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's really hard to see them making a push all the way to playoffs
0: great stuff uh thank you all for listening remember you can follow sean at sean devaney and follow his work at heavy.com and forbes sports uh like i mentioned he's got some interesting trade cra- uh, candidates on heavy.com you should also take some time to peruse uh you can also check out my christmas wish list on thebirdrights.com today sean thank you so much again congrats anything else that i missed that you'd like our listeners to take a look at
1: no that sounds good just have uh, have happy holidays this week and uh and enjoy the basketball
0: all right thanks for listening let's go pals